I just think our emerging hormones are destined to alter our relationship, and I'm trying to limit the fallout. Your emerging hormones aren't developing a thing for me, are they? A thing? No, I'm not getting a thing for you, Dawson. I've known you too long. I've seen you burp, barf, pick your nose, scratch your butt. I don't think I'm getting a thing for you. So then what's the problem? We're changing, and we have to adjust or else the male-female thing will get in the way. What is with this when Harry mid-80s crap? It doesn't apply to us. We transcend it. Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're delving into Dawson's Creek, the show that in 1998, the Parents Television Council denounced as the crudest of the network shows aimed at kids. (laughs) Wow. I mean, they do talk about sex a lot. Yeah. Even in just like that first episode that we watched. (laughs) WB also had the highest rated show for families by them. It was Seventh Heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I loved Seventh Heaven. (laughs) Yeah. And that voice here was our guest, Joby, my cousin. Hello! (laughs) So Joby also hosts her own podcast called Wines and Headlines. Do you want to give a quick little spiel about it? Yeah, so me and my friend Serena, we get together and we drink a wine every episode. And Serena does the research around like the history of the wine, where it's from, the winemakers, things like that. Um, and then I do a little snippet of that week's headlines, usually a serious one and a funny one. And we just get drunk and talk about <laughs> wine and headlines. Yeah. Nice. And Joby and I are drinking wine right now. Of course. I don't do podcasts without wine. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> That's what you do on yours. It is. So um, Joby is a little bit responsible for us creating this podcast because after she started hers, I was like, oh, I guess like this is something that normal people do. It's not hard. Yours, I must say, is like top notch compared to mine. You started, you already had an intro, you already had little clips about the next episode. Yeah, no, ours is not that professional. <laughs> but yeah, you were the inspiration behind getting us to get going. So yeah. And you can yeah. thank Katie for all of the professional stuff. <laughs> None of that is my doing at all. Yeah, but Drew brings a lot of the facts. Katie does something, it's 100%. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things that are not 100%. <laughs> yeah, I would say I actually half-ass a lot of stuff. <laughs> so did you watch a lot of TV growing up? Um, I actually was not allowed to watch too much TV. I could watch, I was very limited in the amount of hours I could watch. So I could watch like an hour when I came home from, well, I could watch as much school as I want or TV as I wanted until my mom got home from work. Yeah. (laughs) So as my mom got home from work, I had like an hour of TV. And then once I finished all my homework and everything, then I could watch a little bit before bed. Yeah. So yeah, it's very different than in my house where we could just watch TV as much as we wanted. Yeah, same. I mean, I just watched the same show. It was cartoons over and over. Oh, yeah. I watched a lot of the same shows over and over because they were always on at the same time. And they were then there were a rerun right after it or something. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. We watched a lot of Nick at Night. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. A lot of Gilligan's Island was on at that time. And Gilligan's Island. I was, Love Lucy. Gilligan's yes. Island was also on in the morning. I remember watching it before school. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Gilligan's <laughs> Island I watched before school and Captain Planet. Yeah, I remember yeah. Captain Planet before school. Garfield was also on before school. Oh, I don't yeah, remember Garfield that one. and Friends is on before <laughs> school. What were some of the shows that you watched? Well, let's see here. I loved Smurfs as a little kid. Like Smurfs was my top show. Mm-hmm. 
But I was just listening to your guys' Freaks and Geeks episode, and Freaks and Geeks was one of my number one shows when it was on. Nice. I definitely watched Dawson's Creek. I actually, for Dawson's Creek, it was on past my bedtime when it first started coming <laughs> on. So I used to, in my bedroom, close my door and turn the volume to like one or two and like put a towel down on my door so my mom couldn't see the oh, light wow. from the TV. And like you were so. getting high in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Um, was there a character on TV that you had a crush on? Just in general, not necessarily like, hmm. like Dawson's Creek. Oh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, he was yeah. always dreamy. Still <laughs> Even is. with Still the long is. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so I think that was that was probably my number one crush, yeah. Nice, cool. And then what did you like about Dawson's Creek in particular, the show that we're talking about today? Um... <laughs> I'm not particularly sure. I think it's how independent they were. Like, they literally could do anything they wanted, and their parents never, they could stay the night at each other's (laughs) houses. They were actually encouraged to do that sometimes. Yeah, I had a lot of questions about the parenting in the show. (laughs) So many. Yeah, so I think it was, like, just the freedom in general that they had to... Basically, they were adults, and but they were supposed to be in high school. It was weird. So, <laughs> yeah, and like Joey was always like rowing her boat on the creek, which <laughs> seemed sort of dangerous. Yeah, like I in the middle how... of the night, too. Yeah. Like no lights. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How uh. did it feel rewatching it as an adult? It was interesting because I hadn't watched it since it was on. Like I had seen the whole series when it was on, but like I've never gone back and watched it. There's been a couple shows I've gone back and watched, like Freaks and Geeks, and I went back and started rewatching um, parts of Roswell. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch? I didn't watch it when it was on, but I have all of it on DVD. Yeah. So I went back and watched parts of that, but I've never gone back and watched Dawson's Creek. It was interesting. There were some things I definitely remembered. I was like, yes, that's right. Their vocabulary was far too advanced for <laughs> high school students. It's too advanced for college students. Yeah. <laughs> it's more advanced than I talk now. I know. Exactly. And I remember that being in high school and being like, wow, they talk really smart. Like, yeah. One of my notes was that they sound like psych professors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're like trying to analyze each other at every moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Dawson's Creek, it premiered on the WB in January of 1998, which I didn't remember. For some reason, I thought that it started earlier in 1997 because I remember it being on in seventh grade but I don't remember it being that late but it ran for six seasons and ended in May 2003 and this was one of those shows that basically defined the WB for the like late 90s early 2000s kind of along the lines of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Felicity and my favorite Gilmore Girls (laughs) Seventh Heaven (laughs) I did watch Seventh Heaven I watched Seventh Heaven too (laughs) I don't think that I ever did. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I definitely watched it a lot. They had a lot of problems going on in that house, or that they were dealing with tangentially. Well, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of kids there, because they can't use, like, protection. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they had uh, seven. Is that why they have so many kids? <laughs> Was it seven kids or five kids? And Well, they had five, and then they had twins to make oh. it seven, so they could still call it Seventh Heaven. Yeah. That made sense. The twins were later on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the show was created by Kevin Williamson, who prior to this wrote Scream and like the sequels to that. So that was kind of his foot in the door with the entertainment industry. It got him a lot of meet and greets and was how he was able to pitch the show. It was semi-autobiographical for him since he had also grown up on a creek. I didn't know that was a thing. 
<laughs> like, yeah. Well, a creek where you have to roll. Like a creek to me is like ankle deep. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it's like a it's like a river that couldn't make it to a river. Right. Like, yeah. That's what a creek is, right? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I mean, we had a creek in our backyard growing up that was just like a little runoff of water <laughs> that we called the creek. Yeah. Right. That's what a creek. That's what I thought a creek like, was, and that's I was kind of when I was rewatching it, I was like. Oh wait, there's like docks on the creek. Like yeah, like they live on a pond, but not even that. Like they can't live on a pond because this is a port. Right. It is a port because fucking Pacey is sailing to what Mexico or Florida or some Florida shit. Keys. Yeah. yeah. So he can get out to open water from there. It's <laughs> right. not a fucking creek. Well, I think the port. Is, I think the creek is Dawson lives on the creek, but I think the port is where the town is centered around. So I oh. think they're. Connect like the creek opens to the. It's like an inlet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Either way, like it's larger than what we're all imagining. Yeah. yeah for sure. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's at least a pond. Yeah. It reminded me of like the intercoastals in Florida, that kind of thing. Yeah. I haven't ever been to Massachusetts, so I don't know what their yeah. waterways are like. Yeah, like but... Dawson's Pond or Dawson's Inlet doesn't sound as good <laughs> as Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Well, the name Dawson's Creek actually came from a real place. So oh, really? where he grew up, there was a place called Dawson's Creek where that's where him and his friends like went and swam and all that stuff. So he, I know there's one in Canada. Is that where he grew up? I don't know. I didn't look at that. No. <laughs> but he pitched the show as some kind of wonderful meets pump up the volume meets James at 15 meets my so-called life meets Little House on the Prairie. Also taking inspiration from Beverly Hills 90210. Hmm. That's a lot of different shows to kind of meld together. Yeah. I wonder why Fox passed. <laughs> yeah. The Little House on the Prairie part threw me. I was like, I guess. But it's... maybe that's just the scenery. Some yeah. of the scenery. Because there's a character named Nellie. Oh, yeah. Nellie <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's it. That's the part from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Um. So the show starred James Vanderbeek as the title character, Dawson Leary, who is... Basically just like a wannabe filmmaker. He's a Steven Spielberg lover. He thinks the world revolves around Steven Spielberg. And they live in Cape Side, Massachusetts. And then his best friends are Joey Potter, who's played by Katie Holmes, and Pacey Witter, played by Joshua Jackson. And Joey's kind of a tomboy. She's definitely the one who I feel like most people related to. She's a tomboy in the sense that like, what's her name? And she's all that. Like they're like, Oh, if we put her hair up and just right. make her like wear tomboyish clothes, no one will realize she's hot. Yeah. She's like the quintessential girl next door. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who doesn't know she's cute. Yeah. yeah. She's the girl down the Creek. Yeah. Puts, on, lips, the creek. puts on lipstick yeah. and now she's super attractive. Yeah. Uh, Which happens. Yeah. yeah. That's um, all you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> just takes a little lipstick. Yeah. And then Pacey's kind of like a goofball, a smart aleck and Pacey's Charlie Conway. Yes, from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, <laughs> which I have a lot more to say about Mighty Ducks for another day. But <laughs> yeah, and then Michelle Williams comes and plays Jen Lindley, and she moves in next door to Dawson to take care of her sick grandfather <clears throat> whose aorta collapsed, and he's in a coma. Yeah. What teenager wouldn't just be like his heart failed or his heart <laughs> right. had heart problems? Like no, his uh, aortic valves and what? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, but that's not actually the reason like she was sent there, right? It was like I don't, I, th I don't think so. I think she was having like they always refer to her past, but they never really go into too much depth, mm -hmm. if, unless I'm remembering. But she, 
It's clear that she slept around a lot before she came there. She maybe yeah. partied a lot before she came there. And now she's trying to start anew and she came there to have Grams take care of her. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about Grams for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like in this episode, she's kind of trying to come across as like a re- good girl, like kind of reformed from her previous self and trying to have people not catch on to the fact that she has a past, but I think I read somewhere that she like got into a fight with her dad and that was why she came to the Creek. Maybe I'm sure those, (laughs) I don't really remember the specifics. I'm sure I just know her past was very dark and seedy and yeah. According to the show, I'm sure it was. So we'll, (laughs) so we'll talk about more of the like specific details of these people as we go into the, first episode we're talking about because that's the pilot so it's a good you know yeah. it's a good way to introduce everything yeah. um jason biggs was almost pacey oh really yeah they wanted him to be pacey but then they gave it to joshua jackson uh and i was reading something that said that one of the executives during his audition just fell asleep but somehow <laughs> we still got the role so oh, that's weird huh. I read that he almost played dawson but they said that he was too good looking to play like the underdog is he though with that haircut? <laughs> the the Caesar haircut? Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of like questionable haircuts for guys in the nineties and two thousands, and we did like that slicked forward with like the points oh, the going. Yeah, yeah. Like a little duck. Oh god, why? I don't know why we all agreed to do that for a while. That's just and the bleach tips. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I had tips. that. I'm, did you? I gotta find a picture. I'm pretty sure I did. I think I may be repressing that memory. <laughs> I don't nice. know. Um, yeah. Goodness. So later seasons introduced a few other additional main characters. So we have the siblings, Jack and Andy McPhee, who are played by Kerr Smith and Meredith Monroe, and Audrey Lydell, played by Busy Phillips, who's awesome. Uh, Second Busy Phillips show. Yeah, <laughs> we're not talking about any of her episodes, though. Oh. Yeah, the actors who played Andy and Jack were a little bit older. Yeah. They were 29, Meredith oh, was 29, and wow, really? Kara Smith was 27. Dang. Huh. When they started. I mean, they look older, but I didn't know that she was 29. Yeah, she's that 29. That means she's playing like 12 years older than, or she's actually 12 years older than she's playing. Yeah. Huh. Wow. A little Crazy. bit. She annoyed me. <laughs> her, she had a weird way of talking. Yeah, like I her, think her character, her character was meant to be kind of annoying and like high anxiety, and like that's who her character was. And I think she did a fantastic job because I hated her. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if it was just me, like not knowing the characters. Like, man, it feels like this girl has no confidence. Yeah, her, she just had really high anxiety and kind of that's who she was as a character. And it always, I don't know, she always bothered me. But. Yeah. I read that the creator liked Andy and that he didn't like the fact that other people didn't like her. Huh. I remember the more I watched her, like, as it progressed, as she was a character longer, I did end up liking her more. But, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Do you have anything else before we get to the episodes? Uh, Only that Katie Holmes didn't actually fly out to audition for the show. She sent in a tape because she didn't want to miss her high school play. That she was in, Damn Yankees. Oh, perfect. (laughs) So she sent in an audition tape where her mom played Dawson. Cute. Yeah. They chose her over Selma Blair. Yeah, that's what I read was like Selma Blair was supposed to. One of my, I told one of my friends that we were doing this show and she's like, can you figure out why they named a character Pacey? And I was like, and so I looked it up and uh, 
the show's creator had a friend named Pacey. That's yeah. that's the extent of the story. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, when I was like writing my notes, I kept mixing up Joey's name and Pacey's name. Like I kept ca- wanting to call Pacey Joey. Well, a lot of the female characters do have like, yeah. boy named Andy, right. Joey, you know, so yeah. <laughs> uh. So the episodes we're talking about today are the pilot episode and the season three episode, True Love. Yeah. So the pilot It aired on January 20th, 1998, and the TV Guide description is, In the series opener, Dawson, James Vanderbeek, finds his best friend Joey growing jealous of his attraction to a neighbor's granddaughter while Pacey fixates on his new teacher. That teacher thing. Yeah, that was the first question I actually had for you is, what happens with this plot line? I think they do end up sleeping together. If I remember correctly, (laughs) I I could be misremembering, but I know, yeah, I know that develops into a thing. Oh, boy. And they did that. That's from the get go. They weren't like a few seasons in. They're like, you know what? We could do a thing where Pacey tries to flirt with his teacher. They're like, no, fuck that. First episode. We're just going for it. (laughs) We might get canceled. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I remember when I was thinking about the show, like when I was watching the first episode, I was like, I remember him and the teacher being together, but I don't remember it being the first episode. Like I remember it being like early on, like maybe season two. Yeah. But I didn't know it was episode one. (laughs) Oh, goodness. We start in Dawson's room and it was interesting. They actually made... Or they had to have Steven Spielberg watch the pilot before they could air it. Oh, really? Because he had to approve of all of the movie posters on Dawson's bedroom wall. Which they walk through in detail later on. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to approve of that in the huh. show in order for them to be able to use it. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so Dawson and Joey are watching E.T. in his room. And Joey gets up and like starts to put on her shoes like she's going to go home. And Dawson's like, where are you going? Aren't you going to sleep over? And I never would have thought about having like boy-girl sleepovers anyway. Like that wasn't something that we ever did. Well, you didn't have a boy best friend. I did. You did? When I, when well, I was whatever. little. I know. Yeah, when not, I was like well, eight, I mean high school. When I was like eight, nine. But even then, like he, he never... Stayed over. <laughs> you didn't live in a small town, Katie. I lived in a small neighborhood. He did. You mean he didn't have a ladder up to his bedroom window just for you? <laughs> no. What's with the ladder in the nineties to yeah, people's rooms? I know. I think that Stranger was just, danger. <laughs> I think that was a trope of like the girl next door, boy next door thing. Because we see that with Clarissa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see it with what else? Dawson's Creek. Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be more though. I'm sure there's more. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm sure there's more. Yeah. But, yeah, it was an interesting thing. I wasn't expecting that to be in the first episode. And she's like, yeah, we can't sleep in the same bed. It's not like when we were kids. And What are you talking about? Sleeping in the same bed was fine when we were kids, but we're 15 now. Yeah. We start high school Monday? Yeah. And I have breasts. <laughs> what? And you have genitalia. I've always had genitalia. But there's more of it. How do you know? Long fingers. I gotta go. I'm more concerned with her, like, having an acute awareness of how long his fingers are than paying attention to, like, his <laughs> dick. I'm actually more concerned about that, that she's actively been... Hmm, his fingers are longer. His fingers are long, so his dick must be longer. Oh, my goodness. That's like I a sociopath right there. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is basically where the dialogue <laughs> just starts to kind of go above what is realistic because 
They're 15, and they should not be saying things like, I just think our emerging hormones are destined to alter our relationship, and I'm trying to limit the fallout. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I presume there's multiple writers in the room when they're yeah. writing the script, and no one was like, hmm, I don't know, guys. Teenagers it, don't talk that way. Right. But it's like throughout the entire series, they talk that way. Like, it's yeah. continuing. I mean, even when I wrote... In the opening scene, I wrote vocabulary to advance, and then I went back and made a note. Even the chick in the video store, like the the bouncy, like the ditzy girl, ditzy girl, ditzy girl. Yeah, that was Nellie Olson. Yeah, Nellie. Her, she totally had advanced language too. I'm like, what? They have good English teachers in Cape Cod or wherever the fuck they're in. Near Cape Cod, I think. Yeah. My biggest issue with the scene wasn't actually any of that, though. No. He takes up so much of that bed. At the very end, yes. Yeah, he's taking up like 90% of the bed and just pushing her to the side. He has a lot of room. And she like curls up almost in the fetal position towards the edge of the bed. And she's well, like, Well, I think that she wanted to do that because she is the one who was saying like, this isn't appropriate now that we're 15. So I think she was trying to limit their amount of like possible contact. Yeah. I guess, but he still is just hogging that bed. <laughs> Yeah, because Dawson, like, convinced her to stay over and um, basically said that they can remain friends despite any mounting sexual theoretics. Whatever. <laughs> yep, sets up the sexual tension for the entire series from the beginning scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we open outside where they're filming, apparently. I didn't realize that he was a film buff yet. And I was like, why the fuck are they filming something right now? He has, like, a nice camera and, like, good, <laughs> good equipment and things. And we're introduced to our fourth main character, or we're introduced to the third character, Pacey, as he climbs out in a monster suit. And then Jen, who apparently her cab just drops her off at his house, is what well, I thought. Next I didn't realize they were neighbors. I'm yeah. like, oh, she just gets out of a cab like it's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And, it's like, <laughs> all right, hooray. and they all go over to introduce themselves, which I was like, let her settle in a little bit. Right. <laughs> she doesn't unpack anything from that cab. Her and stuff is still in that cab. Yeah. It drove away, didn't it? Yeah, like no cab driver gets out to take her stuff out. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they just walk right up and she walks over to them and she says that her parents sent her there to help out her sick grandpa and yeah. Goodness. She's there to live with Grams. <laughs> yep. And Dawson clearly has the hots for her. Well, she's the new girl. So that's but he the other knows trope. Her. I guess probably when she had, like, come to visit her grams. I guess, or something. <laughs> he knows her. Uh, but, like, like, right after that, Pacey and Dawson are walking and talking, and he's like, Pacey says something about, like, nailing her, and then Dawson says, oh, greater men would be nailing right now. I'm like, who, are, who the <laughs> fuck are you? I know. Some of the lines are, like, just perfect little one-liners. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the parents here? My note just says, LOL, at their parents fucking on the coffee table. <laughs> and then Pacey just takes up that opportunity to flirt with the mom. And she calls the dad Mr. Man Meat in front of her son. And like, hmm. Yeah. And then Pacey's like, does that make you Mr. Man Meat Jr.? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, pretty yeah. Um, Which that actually leads me to my next favorite note that I wrote. There's a lot of LOLs in a row that just says the music when the customer walks in. Oh, because now we're at the video store. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When they're at the video store, the music for every scene is just, it's like they didn't want any silence. Right. I didn't write show. down what this song was. It was just flute music. Oh, it was okay. Like, 
But she's like walking in and it's kind of. It's like pornographic <laughs> in the 70s. She's yeah. got like the short, like, sp- oh, and every dress is spaghetti strap, right? right. Yeah. And so she's got the spaghetti strap floral dress and it has a little bit of lace at the bottom. <laughs> yep. And I did write down a note about the music. I just wrote, it's sexy music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sexy music. But yeah, this older woman, not that old, 40s. Yeah. Right. Well, Dawson's like, oh, she'd be someone's mom. And yeah. Pacey says, I have it on pretty good authority that mothers have excellent sex lives. <laughs> I think he's referring to Dawson's mom from the previous yeah. scene. Exactly. <laughs> But she wants to rent a movie and asks about The Graduate. Which I was going to say, not just any movie. Yeah. She wants The Graduate. Which Pacey's like, she wants me. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, when Dawson goes home later, he sees Jen sitting on the dock and Sophie B. Hawkins as I Lay Me Down plays. And I actually saw Sophie B. Hawkins in 2004 opening up for the course oh. at Chateau Saint-Michel. <laughs> Goodness. That is my, the only song of hers I know, but. <laughs> my notes do say on that point, seriously, the music in this fucking show. <laughs> Jen and Dawson go to his studio. Yeah. Which is his room? Yeah, his, yeah, his I room. I know, that's why I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I don't remember him. Does he have a separate place, like in the garage or something? Yeah, no. at first I thought that it was like a separate room because they didn't really show his bedroom that much in that first scene. And then here it looked like there was like a lot of wood paneling and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like a shed or something like Where that. It keeps all his props. Or... Yeah, but no, it's just his room. So he's talking to Jen about all of the Spielberg stuff, shows her all of his posters, does all that. In the meantime, we've got Joey just creepily outside on the the ladder, just like listening, kind of. I yeah, think. like she was going to go over to visit Dawson and then heard him talking to Jen. So. Realized, yeah, realized she's there, so she shouldn't go up. Yep. And she eavesdrops instead. <laughs> but yeah, after Jen leaves, because her grams calls her over, but literally just saying like, Jen come home, something like that. Yeah, and she could hear upstairs in the house that's not super close, like upstairs in Dawson's bedroom, she could hear her grandma calling her name. Uh, yeah. But before that, uh, did you guys catch the line where Dawson said all of the answers to life's questions can oh, be right. found in a Spielberg film? Yeah. See, I believe that all the mysteries of the universe, all the answers to life's questions can be found in a Spielberg film. So it's a theory I've been working on. You see, I, whenever I have a problem, all I have to do is look to the right Spielberg movie and the answer's revealed. You considered a 12-step program? <laughs> With. <laughs> we like that around here. I think I just put, so I think he likes Spielberg a lot. <laughs> yeah, and this kind of comes up again later. I don't remember where, but it, yeah, he, he says, like, I think Spielberg never had any, like, sex scenes. Yeah, because his dad, yeah, his dad's <laughs> talking about, like, mm, watching your mom on TV is the best foreplay there is. Like, who the fuck says that to their 15-year-old son? <laughs> And that's like a horrible way to give him the talk before. Oh, you, yeah. Because they're going on a date. Like he yeah. he ends up asking Jen at school to go to a movie with him and that and Pacey and then gets Joey to come along and they're about to go out. And his dad's like, mm, you know, you we're, we're protection. So he's like, doesn't know how <laughs> to have this conversation with his son. But then he's like talking about sex with them all. It was weird. I mean, it's no wonder that Dawson is so preoccupied with sex because of A, who his parents are and the fact that they're just like rubbing his face in their sex lives all the time. And B, the fact that he worships Steven Spielberg and yet there's no sex scenes in Spielberg movies. So what's he supposed to learn from Spielberg about that? Right. 
<laughs> um, we can get back to the school stuff later because that's mostly Pacey related, and we'll hit that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, they go on this date, and as they all meet up, like, Joey's sister puts lipstick on her because apparently, like we said earlier, that's all it takes <laughs> to make you just look hot. Yeah, she, like, forcefully grabs Joey's face and, like, puts the lipstick on. And then is like, put it on again every half hour to an hour. Excuse, Excuse yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you can't put on lipstick in front of boys. No. Excuse yourself. God. But <laughs> when they're going, the first thing that Joey says, like, in that scene is, so, Jen, are you a virgin? Dawson's a virgin. You know, two virgins lead to a clumsy first encounter. <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to throw Dawson under the bus so hard. Uh, like, she knows that Dawson is into her, and she does not know how to process that. Yeah, it's it's real weird. When they sit down, she just continues along this line by saying, Are you a size queen? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that right when they were about to hold hands? Yeah. yeah. They were, or they just held hands. She waited. Yeah. Watched them slowly reach for each other's fingers. Yeah, the then, camera yeah. was, like, on their hands, and you just see Joey, like, watching their hands, like, well, Dawson, like, taking his hand away, then putting it back, taking it away, trying to, like, decide what to do, and then, yeah, Joey says that, and Dawson, like, pulls her away angrily. She says, do you notice the fingers? Notice the finger length? (laughs) No, because she's not a sociopath like you. (laughs) Yeah, they leave the theater. (laughs) They fight. She basically tells him he's living a perfect life to stop living in the movies and grow up. You're you're looking for conflict, (sighs) And then eventually they end up back at Dawson's house in his room. Yeah. Yeah, After he tries to kiss Jen goodnight, but doesn't do it. She's like, I'll just pretend we kissed. Well, because Grams is waiting to pounce. I'm going to talk about Grams in a minute after we we get through some other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Grams. But yeah, Dawson is like, I know I have this incredibly perfect life and I underappreciate it because... Earlier in the episode, Joey tells Jen that her dad is in prison and... Her mom died from cancer. Her mom died from cancer. And her sister is impregnated by a black boyfriend. (laughs) Yep. Watch out. I guess. (laughs) I didn't know that... Based on how the town looks, I didn't know that there were non-white people there. I know. I was... I think he's the only one. He probably is. No. It's on the WB, so probably... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But yeah... Joey basically reinforces that she can't sleep over anymore and says, how often do you walk your dog? Yeah, because they couldn't say masturbate. (laughs) Like, the censors said no. Yeah, because she's basically saying they can't talk about everything the way they used to. Like, if they could talk about everything, then they would be able to talk about that. You would be able to tell me anything. Yeah. But, like, I have friends I've known forever. I'm not going (laughs) to go into, like, let me just talk about how often we masturbate, guys. (laughs) No one. No. <laughs> yeah, they have a very skewed vision of friends. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, you have to, if you're best friends, you have to know every single little detail. Yeah. She runs out crying and goes to row her boat in the middle of the fucking night. And <laughs> the pretenders all stand by you plays. Yeah. And I don't know. All right. <laughs> Did they like have a sound engineer that just decided not to turn the music down when people are talking? Because it just plays loudly while they're still talking like they're having a conversation and he's screaming out there that it's like in the morning when katie couric's on and the music's still playing really loud yeah and after he says when he masturbates they both laugh and she rows away in the dark but not before seeing 
His Dawson's mom. mom with her co-anchor. Yeah. Who earlier, when she was awkwardly standing on the ladder after Jen left, she went in and they watched an episode of the his news. mom on <laughs> the news. And Dawson even kept rewinding this, like obsessively rewinding yeah. and watching his mom say this one line. Be like, do you think she's sleeping with him? Like, that's a, that's like some Rain Man shit from, yeah. you know, like, back to you, Bob. Yeah. So yeah the the way she, are too soft. Yeah, the way she says Bob. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. So let's go back to Pacey and this freaking weird teacher storyline. <laughs> Tamara. Tamara. Not Mrs. Tamara. Jacobs. Yeah, Tamara Jacobs. Yeah, so Pacey is at school, and it's the first day of school, right? I think so. I think it's the first, day, it's of the first day of school. I wasn't sure if it was sophomore year or freshman year. It's, it's sophomore year. They, they, that, they clearly have a 10, 11, 12 high school. Because at first I was like, why are they starting high school at 15? <laughs> yeah, and so I I wrote down sophomore year, but then when we watched the other episode. Yes. That was so one of I was, my questions. I was confused about, well, wait, did they? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is sophomore one. year, though. <laughs> yeah. The reason, so here's what I'm thinking. So this um, aired in January, but it was the first day of school, so that doesn't make sense. So oh, I think okay. sophomore year was like this season, and then and all then of season, season two. Okay. And then season three was junior, junior year. year. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I wrote that down too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I know. So I was expecting them to be like end of senior year. Yeah. And then, right. I mean, all these shows, I, they have to prolong the high right. school years because that's where they're getting all of their content. Yeah. And that's how they excuse, make the excuse of keeping them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Pacey is at school and Tamara walks in and he has a book on his head. He's like balancing a book on his head. Who does that? <laughs> but well, Pacey. Pacey. <laughs> But she's the teacher, and he is enthralled. God. I mean, he he's pretty ridiculous. Like, he just immediately goes right to flirting right there oh, yeah. in school. <laughs> in front of people. Like, yeah. yeah. And then in between classes, he goes back and yeah. is telling her he he saved another movie for her that's, like, about a an older woman seducing a young boy on the verge of manhood. And like, the summer of 42. Are you looking for romance tonight? Why, you got any suggestions? Uh, have you ever seen The Summer of 42? Refresh my memory. Well, it's about a beautiful woman who seduces a young boy on the verge of manhood. It's a favorite. I, uh, could reserve it for you if you'd like. Actually, tonight I'm going to see that new film playing at the Rialto. Yeah. It's getting great reviews. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, guess maybe I'll uh, check it out then. Which he takes to mean she's inviting me to go see this movie. Right. I'm going to go check out this movie tonight. Yeah. So that's why Dawson goes to the movies with Jen is because Pacey tells him that they're going to the movies. And the movie they're seeing is Waiting for Guffman, the Christopher Guest movie, which we've brought up on this podcast before. You haven't seen it. Have you seen it? Nope. No. It's by the same guy who did Best in Show. You brought it up on yeah. the um, Freaks and Geeks episode oh, okay. that I was listening to on my way here. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad you remember because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But anyway, it's a very good movie. Clearly. It was on Dawson's Creek. But well, as she walks in, though, what I found really funny was, so the way she dressed when she was in the video store and the way she dressed as a teacher was much more seductive than the way she dressed on a date with some guy. Yeah. She walks in and she's got like a white collared shirt and a cardigan tied around her neck, <laughs> like the classic teacher. And I was like, oh, that's how teachers dress on dates? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so she is there on a date. Pacey doesn't know that. And he goes up to Tamara and sits down next to her while the movie is playing. The movie is very bright. Like, it's not dark in the theater at all. No, it's not dark. And people don't <laughs> seem to mind that others are talking. Yeah, yeah, no one... This is a common thread between a lot of TV shows that I've watched recently. And I'm just like... <laughs> And I think I've watched like four different shows where people have been in a movie and they're just like talking at a normal volume and right. no one says shit. I've been in movie theaters and people get mad at people for whispering. Right. People are dicks. Yep. But yeah, the date walks up. And was it the film teacher from the school? Was it? I, I didn't know. I didn't that. catch that. It looks it looked like him. I don't know if it was. I didn't fact check that, but his name is Benji, whoever it was. Yeah, Benji. <laughs> and Pacey, like, confronts this guy and then causes him to spill popcorn on the guy behind. And that guy punches Pacey in the face. It looked like he punched Benji. Like, I, I, I thought well, he punched I, Benji. I couldn't figure out at that scene, too. I was like, wait, who got punched? And then Pacey, like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. I was like, ah. So Pacey has this, like, crazy black and blue eye. What do you tell like your parents in that situation <laughs> when you get home? Like, Hey, what happened? Well, I was trying to hit on my teacher and then her date showed up and then I spilled popcorn and a guy punched me in the face. <laughs> There's no explanation. Yeah. But they do run into each other again down by, by like the, the docks. docks or something. Right. Cause of course she's just standing out at the dock, just like looking out at the, 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 the Creek she can't see in the fucking pitch black. <laughs> Yep, but he's all, like, angry and stuff about the fact that she led him on and all that. But he's kind of a dick to her. Yeah, like, well, really hard. is a dick. And apparently she digs that. Well, she's <laughs> missing out on the best sex of her life that she'll ever have. No, she, he says, and I wrote it down because I replayed it, I'm the best sex you'll never have. Oh, okay. Now, is he not a virgin at this point? He is a virgin. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because they're all virgins except for Jen. But she said she's and a they virgin. Make, they she make, said she was, but that's part of her ruse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You learn later that she's not. But yes, it's very... Virginity is a hot topic in this. I also read that Dawson is like obsessed with everyone's virginity. Like knowing whether somebody is a virgin or not. Yeah. I wrote down, Dawson clearly doesn't like everybody having sex. Spielberg doesn't put sex in movies, so humans shouldn't have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Must be true. That was what I, one of my uh, notes. James nice. Vanderbeek brought champagne to the set when Dawson lost his virginity. Oh. They got to celebrate it together. Oh, fantastic. And who did he lose his virginity to? Was it to Jen? Jen? That's what I thought I read. Okay. I'm asking you. I don't remember. Come on. I honestly don't remember. You guys probably did way more fact-checking. Mine's uh. like... However old the show is, memory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I never saw it anyway, so. Either way. I, I guess that's something that we probably should have said at the beginning. Drew and I haven't ever really watched this show. These are the only two episodes I've ever watched. I've seen, like, bits here and there because my sister watched it, but. And the show's, like, what, 20 years old? Yeah, they just had their 20th anniversary. Yeah. Like a year or two ago. Yeah. yeah so Last just, year. No, it was um, in January. Okay. Yeah. So for me, it's been 20 years since I've seen it, so. 
They all had sex uh, with each other. That's my understanding. That's yeah, my memory. That's fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, Pacey makes out with uh, Tamara. Oh, yeah. Because make out apparently on the telling her that she's getting old and losing it is a <laughs> fucking turn on for her. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But then she pulls away and leaves. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and finally, I'm going to talk about Jen and Grams. Okay. Because Grams is clearly, they're trying to show her as like this hyper-religious person, right? Like she's going to take her to church and she's going to show her how to be a proper person. Stay away from that Dawson and that Joey. That's why she was sent there. Yeah, the bad side of the tracks. (laughs) Um, But the best part is their first argument. They get into this thing about, about this is neither goes to church, blah, blah, blah. I'm an atheist. And as soon as she says, I'm an atheist, as soon as Jen says, I'm an atheist, they cut to Chumbawamba tub thumping <laughs> and cut away. That's the end of that scene is they argue it ends with Chumbawamba. Wasn't that also the scene where Jen says, I'll go to church when you say the word penis? No, that is later. That's when uh, oh. she tells her grandma she's going out oh, and okay. she says, as long as you come to church, I'll go to church when you say penis. <laughs> Yeah, and Grams is horrified. She's like, <gasps> penis? Oh, <Whoa>. Penis. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say penis, but... <laughs> yeah, that's really all I had to say about that, because I need to establish Graham's character from the beginning, because I have more questions when we talk about the season three episode <laughs> where she is vastly different. Oh, she's drastically different. <laughs> yeah, but the only scene that we get with the grandpa who is in a coma is when Jen goes in there, like, in the morning before school, and... Um, I think that was actually part of her audition, but there wasn't a person there, but they said that her audition was so good that you like thought that there was a person there. No. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. That is, I think the first episode, right? Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, it ends with Joey seeing Dawson's mom kiss the co-anchor and that was the ending scene. Before we get into ratings, I just want to ask, what do you think was the most nineties thing about this episode? The intro. Just the intro <laughs> song. Like, I don't... What song is the intro song? I don't... So, about the intro song. Originally, on the show, when it aired on the WB, it was Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait. But they didn't get the rights to it when they put it on DVD and then when it was on Netflix and now Hulu. And so, it's actually a song by Jan Arden called Run Like Mad. It's literally just a 32-second song. That's all she wrote. Wow. But it was specifically commissioned for the show, and they were going to use it as the theme originally. And then they ended up using the Paula Cole song for, like, a promo. And the WB was like, no, let's use this as the intro. Like, have you guys thought about that? And they're like, oh, okay. Because that's what I remember. I was like, yeah. I thought I remembered the <laughs> intro. And then I watched this, yeah. and I was like, this isn't the intro. But it was a very 90s yeah. song that I was like, this is like perfection 90s right here. <laughs> yeah, and then the person who wrote it, Jan Arden, she says that now she gets, like, letters from people saying, like, how can I find the full song? And she's like, no, that's it. It's you 32 it. seconds. <laughs> um, the part for me that's most 90s is Dawson's outfits. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing the full on cargo shorts, oversized shirt, high socks with like the <laughs> trainers. Yeah. And yeah, that's. Uh, oh, I even have on here. Oversized shirt on Dawson is very 90s. Um, <laughs> feel like the sleeves were just down, just oh, dangling. Like, they were just dangling, dangling. He's wearing a cape. <laughs> For me, it is 
There is so much khaki in this episode that it looks like it's straight out of a freaking Gap commercial. Like, there's one scene where they're all walking to the movie theater. Literally every single one of them is wearing khaki except for Jen because she's wearing that dress. That's funny. I didn't... I guess I thought khakis were more the Cape Cod thing, (laughs) but they are very 90s, so yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, when you picture, like, Gap in the 90s, you picture khaki, right? Yeah. For like sure. those ca- those uh those gap commercials and stuff like that. Uh, all my all my notes are just like khaki, khaki. Oh my gosh, so much khaki. This is the <laughs> whitest show ever, reinforced oh, so, by the khaki. Well, I even wrote that down. Let's see here. What was my note about when the parents first um when the parents first were making out? I said, both great looking upper class white people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, she's a TV anchor. He's Nothing? I don't know. <laughs> Later, he owns a restaurant. He gets the scuba restaurant? I don't know if it's a scuba restaurant, but he gets a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, ratings, though. Do you want to start off? Sure. Uh, immediately from watching this, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, from the first scene. And then it only got worse. My notes have a lot of things that I wrote in all caps. Uh, just questioning and laughing. A lot of stuff with the music. Why is there flute music all over the show? Like, in places it shouldn't be. <laughs> the dialogue. Um, the dialogue is just... It's so good. The parents it's and... So <laughs> the parents... His parents are ridiculous. And... The fact that they try and make Joey, like, from the wrong side of the track yeah. with the dad and her mom, but but she's, like, a sweet, innocent person who's just kind of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> like, she's not, like, out there doing drugs in this episode, like, dressing, like, in fucking all goth shit and stuff. Yeah, and she's only a bitch because she's jealous. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She's kind of a bitch in the other episode, too. Uh, and Pacey's kind of a dick in every episode. <laughs> um, so I want to give it... Three and a half Spielberg sex scenes out of five. <laughs> Non-existent sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you want to go next or last? Uh, I'll go next. Okay. I love the show, and it was so fun to rewatch it and laugh at all the sex, the you know, the high school sex, like obsession with sex, obsession with virginity, obsession with you know the older teacher, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was just so nostalgic for me. I'm going to give it four and a half corks. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Joby is using corks because that's her rating skill for wines and headlines. Yep. We use corks. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so this show was frankly ridiculous, or at least this episode. <laughs> like it does a pretty good job of like setting this tone and introducing all of the characters. And it does it sort of in a heavy handed way, like especially when... Jen is like, why does my grams not like you to Joey? And she's like, oh, it's probably because my dad's in prison and blah, blah, blah. Um, So there was a lot of that telling, not showing thing. And the dialogue is just insane. I was actually texting my friend Mariana during this while I was watching it and just kept quoting all this stuff. And I was like, this is not something that happens. They're 15 years old. They're talking better than anybody I've ever met. Like, it just doesn't happen. No. Yeah, no, it's never. No one's ever talked no, that way. No one talks that way. Yeah. I mean, we're, Professors, in thir- we're in our 30s and we don't talk that way. No. Yeah. <laughs> Professors of psychology talking to one another don't talk that and way. And they're, like, analyzing each other. 
But I'm going to give this probably, like, I do think they did an okay job, like, setting the tone. Like, you know what you're getting into when you're going to watch the rest of this series. So I'm going to give this three pairs of khaki shorts. Okay. I must say, the best one-liner from the show was Dawson when they were in the video store. He said, I'm having a climax issue. <laughs> did either of you catch that? Oh, no, he that did. wasn't in the video store. No, what was no, that? No, that was at the lunch table. Uh, <laughs> he was sitting there talking to Jen, and they were, like, talking about, like, different characters. He would oh, say stuff right. about He's someone. He's characterizing, like, strangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then she's coming up with something. He's like, oh, you got to take a look at the script. I'm having a climax issue. <laughs> and then Joey interjects because Joey's like, mm-hmm. right. I'll make you climax. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck she's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they actually lost sponsors for the show because of the sex stuff. Oh, really? Procter and Gamble dropped out before the show even aired because it talked about sex between teenagers. Huh. Yeah. So the next episode we're going to talk about is season three's True Love, which is actually the season three finale. And it aired on May 24th, 2000. So just outside of our, our 90s window, but, you know, the bulk of the show. Well, a lot of the show was in the 90s, so. The first half. Yeah. So the TV Guide description is, it's actually really long. <laughs> Joey chooses between Dawson and Pacey as Dawson prepares for his parents' second wedding and Pacey readies to set sail for a three-month stint in the Florida Keys. Meanwhile, Jen refuses to reconcile with Henry, Michael Pitt, before he heads off for eight weeks of football camp until Grams takes radical action that also aims to give Jack a second chance with Ethan. <laughs> That's the whole thing. We don't need to talk about anything else, I really think. Yeah. Perfect. Done. Uh, <laughs> Bye. You, you asked what the most 90s thing was. The most 90s thing was Henry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. In fact, I'm going to... Let's save the Dawson, Joey, Pacey stuff for last. Let's go through the yeah. subplots first in this one. Yeah, no, one. That's, that's what I wanted to do, is I wanted to start with the Jen, Jack, Graham stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> The first time we see Henry is also the first time we see Jen in this episode. And when we're, when for me, introduced to Jack, yeah. <laughs> I ascertained who he was just because I paused it and looked up who the fuck is this character. Jack or Henry? Jack. Jack. <laughs> Henry is wearing what looks like the brightest orange shirt he could find, yeah. along with jorts, high socks, and hair that may be right down in my notes he looks like a Walmart version of Nick Carter. <laughs> yeah, and I wrote down, Henry has the worst hair I've ever seen. It's a little bit like Dawson's in the first season, but straighter and kind of greasy. And he also looks stoned. He looks, yeah, he's like a perfect 90s stoner. He's got kind of this like face that's like, like all the time. Like I feel like he like doesn't quite know what's going on. Yeah. He and looks it, like he's going to cry at all times. Right. And his shorts are like pants. His shorts were almost to his ankles. They were like the perfect nineties giant yeah. jean. Like Jinko jeans. Yeah. Like Jinko yeah. jeans. Yeah. They were shorts. They're definitely like past his knees. They were but like shorts. They were yeah. like calves, you know, like <laughs> calf length. Uh, yeah. They were male uh, capris. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Lots of room. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that I thought that he was like a stoner guy, I was very surprised when I learned that he was actually the quarterback of the football team. Yeah. He, uh, he was not quarterback. <laughs> like, image. Image, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stereotype, that's you, you, you mentioned his hair and Dawson's hair. And one, one of the notes I had is that his haircut, Dawson's anyways, was inspired by Brad Pitt's oh. in The Devil's Own. Right. And it was insisted upon by the studio that he changed his hair to look like that. 
Wow. In this season? In the show. Oh. Like, at the beginning. Because his hair got shorter this yeah. season. His hair... This season, his hair was parted a little bit more to the side. The first season, or at yeah. least the first episode, it was, like, straight down the middle. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just, like, he would just, like, put his hand through it, and it would naturally part at the middle. It wasn't, yeah. like, a hard part. Yeah. But, yeah, this season was more a... Slightly... A conscious part. Yeah. <laughs> but my notes when this happens... It starts, it says, Michelle and Jack are cleaning up. Or, I said Michelle. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm just going with actor names at this point. <laughs> Jen and Jack are cleaning out lockers. Some fucking dude in jorts and a dumbass haircut <laughs> wants his copy of Siddhartha back, which is the least plausible thing for that particular character. <laughs> I know. I read Siddhartha in college. I know. I was like, Siddhartha? No, you read that in high school. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, yeah, they, no, I read it in college. Yeah, I read it freshman year of college. Yeah, that's uh, when I read it. <laughs> I, and I don't know. Maybe it depends on where you're at. Yeah. Um, and then Jack is breaking down their speech, saying what the, the subtext is in case viewers are too stupid. So I couldn't write notes during the scene because I was like, there's just like too much dialogue going back and forth. Like if I was to write anything, it'd just be like, Jen is talking and Jack is deciphering it. Henry's talking. Jack is deciphering it the end <laughs> i wrote she i said jen and henry drama she breaks his heart perfect 90s long jeans <laughs> that's all i wrote see i have apparently i have felt like writing all of this down jen and henry dated four question marks <laughs> henry is the upset jen says she wishes they didn't meet that's kind of a bitch move no matter what he did can't deal with henry's outfit stopped paying attention to him talking <laughs> Yeah, and I wrote down what happened between Jen and Henry. Uh, I actually did start watching the episode before this, but I didn't finish it so before Drew came over. Does she break up with him or he break up with her? They were going to have sex. Oh. It but, was prom. Yeah, it was prom or something. Yeah, it was prom. And they were going to have sex, but she, like, didn't follow through with it, didn't, like, said no or whatever. And then she got really nervous about how serious their relationship was and all this stuff. And so that's why she broke up with him because she just couldn't handle how much she liked him and loved him. Okay. Oh, okay. That actually is really good context for what's yeah. going to come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, so the next time we see Jen yeah. <laughs> is at like a bonfire-ish thing. Like they're around a camp. No, it's, they're not at a bonfire. Casey's they're like going a, away party. Yeah. Yeah. Casey's going away party because he's going to go to the Florida Keys for three months for the whole summer. And Grams is there. And I, my first note with Grams is, okay, Grams seems a bit more laid back now. Has she been smoking? <laughs> and everyone calls her Grams. <laughs> yeah. And Jen says something like, no offense, Grams, but you have no idea what our lives are like. So dramatic. Classic you know, teenager like, stuff. Oh, you have no idea. And she goes, well, in fact, I do. <laughs> yeah. She goes into this story about, well, basically, Jen is like, you were only with one man who was the grandpa who Gramps. died. It's Grams and Gramps. Come oh, on, get okay. it right, yeah. Katie. Well, yeah. How could you forget his name? <laughs> he didn't talk. He was in a coma. But um, yeah, he died in season one. I think he like came out of the coma, but then died pretty quickly after that. Um, so Grams talks about how, oh, there was actually this time when I met this guy and we didn't kiss or something like that. Like, yeah, we didn't kiss. We had a great night together, but we didn't kiss. And then she, had and then this... he was going to the Korean war. Yeah. And, yeah. but she says she rode in the cargo hold 
down <laughs> to LA or, or San Diego. San Diego. So like, was she on a plane and she got in like there's it's not pressurized as no. far as I know. And it's cold as fuck. Yeah. Maybe there maybe she was on the west coast and like yeah, rode in maybe. cargo hood of a ship to get there. Maybe. That was my other thought. I don't I'm think just, it was a ship. I don't think so either. But it I was could like, have been damn. a train. Yeah. Although maybe. she said it was seven hours. Or like seven and a half hours. Um but my note here says these kids all seem way too sad. What is the bitter club? <laughs> Wait, you... we have to finish the Graham story. Oh, okay. I thought so, we were still yeah. done so with the Graham one. Graham's goes to San Diego and she proclaims her attraction to this guy. I don't think she uses the word love or anything, but kisses yeah. him. And then he goes to the Korean War and Jen's like, I didn't know that Gramps was in the Korean War. And she's like, he wasn't. This was Thomas Culpepper. And he died there before he even got off the ship. So she had one perfect kiss with one man yeah. before 40-something years of marriage with Gramps. Yeah. <laughs> then the kid seems sad. And then the yeah. kid seems sad. <laughs> Which, yeah, I didn't actually write anything about that. I didn't either. No, but, like, they mentioned, they said this multiple times. Jen said this in the school, and then they say it, like, on the trip and the night. The Bitter Club. Yeah. What is the Bitter Club? I'm looking it up right now. I don't see anything. (laughs) It's fine. It might not be anything. I don't remember this. It might not even be a real thing. It might have just been something, like, for that episode where they were like, oh, we're all sad because of this thing that happened at prom. Why is Andy sad? Andy's sad because she's in love with Dawson, and Dawson said, "Dawson oh. said, it's like I'm not Pacey." I thought she was in love with Pacey. I no, I wrote. See, I wrote this down. Andy loves Dawson. Dawson loves Joey. Joey loves Pacey. Pacey loves Joey. Oh, okay. Well, at least two people like each other. Yeah, yeah. you literally it's a nice did write that. It's a good flow on chart. One piece one of sheet paper. paper. One piece of paper. Like just to make He's sure, ran out I was of space. like, I had it correct as I was watching the episode. Um. <laughs> Gramps has definitely changed from season th- one yeah, to Gramps now. Yeah, Gramps has definitely warmed up to Jen and her friends and is much more welcoming of their little escapades yeah. as teenagers. Yeah, like Gramps seems like the person who would hate gay people, but yeah. apparently not. No, and so they all pile into Gramps's car and they're going to go catch up with Henry's bus because... <laughs> no, they're just driving home at first. And then oh, she right, sees right, how right. sad that Jen is... <laughs> Jen, Jen says she wished she had told Henry how she felt. So then Grams pulls a U-turn and hits a bunch of garbage cans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just whips it. Like, a th- there's no one else driving on the road. A three-point turn would have been fine. It's <laughs> yeah. not that I totally urgent. could have pictured, like, Grandpa pulling that. Oh, God, over. yes. <laughs> in his Cadillac. Yep, in the red old Cadillac. Yeah. Because one time... He's Gram- a terrible driver. Oh, no. I was going to say, one time Grandpa drove me to the airport, me and Stephanie... And he cut across three lanes of traffic. Oh, my God. And this was 14 years ago. Yeah. He's a terrible driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're going in Graham's car to catch up with Henry's bus so that Jen can tell Henry how she feels. and Because he's like, on his way to football camp for the summer. So yes. he'll be gone yeah, all summer. Eight weeks. Eight weeks at football yeah. camp. 
And they're like, how hard will it be to spot a bus full of high school boys? Yeah. Not Andy, that hard, apparently. Andy oh. is bitching about the drive. Like, are we there yet? Like, <laughs> We've been driving for forever. Uh, apparently, Grams is like a fucking assassin who just tracks people. Because <laughs> she finds them. She's like, oh, you mean like that, that bus? bus right there. <laughs> As they're at a rest stop. Yeah. So Jen like gets out of the car and starts calling for Henry and like tries to go into the men's bathroom going, Henry, Henry. But then she sees him standing by a tree, literally, literally like arms crossed, leaning against this tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like she, enjoying his little break off the bus, you yeah. know, stretching his legs. Her yep. speech is ridiculous, especially the line where she says, it doesn't matter how old or how jaded we get. Like, you're 16 or 17 years old. <laughs> Nine months ago, you paid $500 to kiss me, and I was too dumb to realize what that meant, what you were really offering me. But, but I know now means that there really is such a thing as a second chance and that no matter how old or how jaded you are when you meet the person that you're supposed to be with everything's going to be new a sunset a, a, a cheesy love song and especially sex Henry, i'm the reason that we didn't have sex after prom trust me i know not because i was mad at you but because i was more nervous than you are i have been with guys before but i have never been with anybody that i loved and in that way i'm more of a virgin than you could ever be <laughs> And then, like, he, he says something back, and she's like, what do you care? And he's like, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> but, yeah, they start kissing as all of the guys, the football guys, shout, Henry, Henry. Uh, none of this shit matters because Henry has a chain wallet. <laughs> I paused it because I thought I saw it, and I reversed, I rewound it, and I went back and paused it on there. I was like, he does. He has a chain wallet, which... Fits real well with his attire. It fits real well with his attire and his character, but it doesn't fit well with that he's the star quarterback. No, it doesn't no. <laughs> fit his quarterback persona at all. And Dawson's Creek, I must say, fits does a very good job of fitting your stereotypes. Yeah. Except Henry breaks those. Like, yeah. You know, they uh. have Joey, the girl next door. They have Pacey, kind of the best friend who's kind of a dick. They have yeah. Dawson, who's like, <laughs> you know, the sheltered best friend who gets jealous and you know yeah but is jen also a cheerleader i don't remember because so the way i found out that henry was a quarterback was i was looking at the dawson's creek wikipedia fandom page Uh so not wikipedia but yeah separate one and there's a picture that says henry the quarterback jen the head cheerleader oh maybe i don't remember specifically if she was or not that wouldn't surprise me it kind of surprised me. She seems like she'd be too good for that. Like, oh, these bitches. Well, and also it seems like, you know, she's kind of like the bad girl sort of thing. Yeah, I think she's trying to get over the bad girl thing and, like, fit in. Okay. You know, so that wouldn't... Ugh. Jen becomes head cheerleader and homecoming queen after a mock cheer tryout, and she intended to ridicule the institution, is what this page says. Ah. But she became the head cheerleader. Okay. So, the quarterback and the cheerleader, that's a trope. Right. Like these high school shows. Yeah. So, Jack. (laughs) Yeah. So, then after Jen gets her good good story with Henry, we go to Jack. Well, actually, I did write down one thing. Um, Graham says that she's proud of Jen and asks how it feels. And she says, I feel like an idiot, a happy idiot. And Grams is like, oh, I'm glad that you feel happy. Like, I actually kind of liked that. Because <laughs> Jen seems, like, so emo. Yes. 
But yeah, they decide like they're going to help Jack kind of do the same thing. So they drive to Boston <clears throat> to some school. Yeah, wherever his ex-boyfriend goes. Yeah, we'll pick MIT. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> MIT. <laughs> um, so Jack tells him it's Ethan. Jack tells Ethan that he cares about him and he's like, I'll just show you. And he kisses him, which is the first gay kiss uh, between two men on TV. Yeah, so... On primetime TV. Yeah. So I hadn't seen this episode before, and while I was watching it, I just kind of accepted the scene as a kiss. Like, I was just like, okay, whatever. I really didn't even really write that many notes about it. And then it just didn't really phase me. And then I was doing more research, and, like, you had told me that it was the first kiss between two men, other than the peck between Jack and Will on Will and Grace. That was a passionate kiss. I was going to say, I thought Will and Grace was the first one. Yeah, so that was literally just like a stunt. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this was like the first like actual kiss between people who were like into each other. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that says a lot about where we are now as a culture that as I'm watching this for the first time, it didn't even stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, I think basically the LGBTQ community has good representation now. And yeah, this was kind of that first time because women had kissed on TV before this. Um, there was some show in like the early nineties that had two women and then like Roseanne kissed somebody. Hmm. Um, I can't remember her name now, but uh, Muriel Hemingway. Oh yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, the real problem with the kiss was Brad was right there. Right. Yes. Getting back to the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Because Jack went up to this guy who was sitting at a table with another guy, kisses him and is like, this is my, this is Brad. And he's like, oh, your ex-boyfriend, Brad? No, my boyfriend, Brad. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. So Jack is a bit heartbroken. And, and Brad graciously leaves. Yeah, yeah, Brad was pretty cool with like some dude coming up that he knows is, I think he knows that that's his ex. Right, right. Kissing his boyfriend and he's just sitting there like, about to fucking flex on these guys when I just stand up and say his boyfriend. Right. And then yeah. he just graciously, you two clearly have something to talk about and like leaves. And I was yeah. like, wow, good job, Brad. Yeah. But then we go back to Jack's house where his dad is, and Jack is really upset. Like, he's just, like, wanting to go be by himself. That's a big thing on the show, which they'll, they'll talk about again later. Yeah. But he gets stopped by his dad, and he's kind of dismissive and angry at his dad and says, like, you want to know what happened? Like, I just found out that my boyfriend got back together with his ex, and... I found out after kissing him, and that disgusts you. He's clearly trying to make his dad, like, say that he's uncomfortable with stuff. Right. Yeah. But my note said, Jack's dad is the realist. He sees that it's a teenage problem and helps Jack figure his shit out because teenagers are dumb. Right. <laughs> he even says he's glad he has this gay son. Yeah. 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 Um, Jack's like, I didn't ask to be gay. And he's like, I didn't ask for a gay son, but I'm glad I have one. Mm-hmm. And then they have a nice... Hug while Jack is crying. Well, they're crouching. Crouching. Yeah. Hugging. Yeah. Like, they're crouching down in the kitchen. Loud yeah. music plays over while they're talking oh, to Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mm. like the one line I liked about that scene was Jack, you know, his very teenage heartbreak. Mm-hmm. My life is a wash. Like, yeah. just, like, <laughs> freaks out, you know. Mm. 
Yeah. And how he talks about how he went through so much over like a stupid kiss and like other teenagers don't have to go through that. And he only does because he's gay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But now we should probably go back to the love triangle. Yeah. Uh, Which all of this is playing out over the days leading up to the remarriage. Oh, yes. Of uh, (laughs) Dawson's parents. So did they get divorced? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, they got divorced because his dad found out the mother was cheating on him. And I think he started seeing somebody else. If I'm right. And that's so, how Dawson found out was his dad was seeing somebody else. Or? Here's what I wrote down. Because I read a little bit about it. Okay. So they find out that the mom was having an affair. They go to couples counseling. And then they decide to have an open marriage to see if that will help build their trust again. Like... By them seeing other people. And the mom's not into it. Yeah. The mom's not into it. They get divorced. But then the dad opens up this restaurant and the mom is helping out. I think the mom actually moved to Philadelphia. Oh. Um, But then came back. So the mom is helping, like, get this restaurant going. And then they start having an affair. Literally in the episode before this is when Dawson finds out that his parents are back together. Oh. And they get married the next episode. Yeah. Great. (laughs) So that is what I gathered from my research. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember Dawson Dawson finding out that his parents were having issues when he saw his dad dating somebody else. And he probably he, didn't know about the open marriage. Yeah, and I think he thought his dad was cheating on his mom. Um, I think is how Dawson found out. I don't yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, but I could be one hundred percent wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, either way, they're getting remarried. Yeah. And Joey is going to be the maid of honor. Yeah. Dawson's the best man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you said, Pacey is also on the verge of leaving for a few months to go sail down to the Florida Keys because that's something that juniors in high school do by themselves. Of yeah. course. I mean, just, I, I mean, every junior I know just does whatever they want over the summer. That means he's 16, right? I figure that they were 17 at this point is my 16, guess. 16, 17 is Because it's the end of their junior year, right? No. Oh, yeah. Yes. So yeah. End of junior year, 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, is Pacey a dick always? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's my only question That's there. kind of that his character. <laughs> he's, 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 kind of a, he's kind of like the lovable dick is kind of who his character is supposed to be. Like, he's supposed to be like the loyal friend who will do things for you or whatever, but he's also a dick and can only handle so much <laughs> and will always make fun of you and will always, you know, be a dick. Okay, nice. that's yeah. it. Go ahead. I just had that question. <laughs> so Andy comes over to Dawson's and asks him to sign her yearbook, but it's actually, I think, Pacey's yearbook, and he, she has it, like, flagged on a picture of the two of them and tells him that Pacey's leaving, and that's how he finds out. And they say, I'm not over the pain of this either. Yeah, my, my notes in that part said, nice overalls, Andy. So Pacey and Dawson are arguing over something? Yeah. Not sure what happened there. Her speech patterns are weird. Yes. She also, I did also write down Andy loves Pacey. So maybe my little thing here is wrong, but I know at one point she loved Dawson. Okay. So maybe she does love Pacey for a brief moment before this. They all love each other. She's a teenager. Yeah. They all have crushes on each other. But yes, awkward moment when she like comes in and he opens the page and yeah. 
But I mean, you could see like just by her tabbing that page, you can yeah. see her little like OCD anxiety, <laughs> like here, no, you sign right here. This is where you sign. No. Yeah. yeah. She's trying to, I guess, rectify the situation, whatever that situation may be. I think it has something to do with the fact that Dawson found out that Pacey likes Joey. Or that they were dating at some point, I, I don't, think. I don't think so. No. Um, or hooking so, up. Joey said no to Pacey mm. because her and Dawson are so close. She didn't want to ruin her friendship that she still has with Dawson. And gotcha. I think her and Dawson dated before. Yeah. Like in season two, season one, season two. Okay. Um, but she doesn't want to ruin her best friend, you know, her friendship with her best friend by dating Pacey because she knows that Dawson would not like that. So she <laughs> says no to Pacey, even though she loves him. Gotcha. Well, she finds out that Pacey's leaving because his brother pulls her over under the auspices of bullshit and tells her. Speeding five to seven miles per under. hour over. Under. Oh, under. 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 And oh, she's under. like, you have a radar gun? Yeah. It Either was, way. It was with his eyes. He gauged yeah. it. Either way, she finds out and she shows up to Pacey and confronts him. Just when things get tough, you're going to pack up and leave. Oh, that's a general idea, yeah. Oh, real mature, Pacey. What do you want me to do? Sit around all summer and watch from afar as you and Dawson attempt to resuscitate your ailing relationship? No thanks. Well, I expected you to at least say goodbye. Oh, yeah, the goodbye scene. Played that one over a thousand times in my head. I come to you heart in hand and announce my plans. You look at me pain, but then, of course, the Potter sarcasm kicks in and I leave never getting what I came for. What is that, Pacey? You never asked me to stay. Ever. That's not my decision. Yes, it is. It always has been. You may be too afraid to make it, but let's be honest with each other here. The decision to be together or not be together has always been yours. All I asked for was time. And that's exactly what you got. You're going to get three more months of it. And they're at this fucking blank wall. And he's like, you don't finish shit. You didn't finish that. You're never going to figure this out. And I said... (laughs) And I said, Pacey is good at being a dick. Joey's good at being a confusing bitch. <laughs> and yeah. also, I wrote, Joey's some sort of artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Because I... Uh, what? Which I don't remember the wall at all. It looked like she was about to paint a mural, but it was literally just a white square on a wall. Yeah, it was a white rectangle on a brick wall. Which yeah. leads me to a question about a plot line. Okay. Apparently, there's an episode where she paints Jack, like... Laying like Kate Winslet from Titanic, <laughs> and they sick? talk about I Titanic. Don't uh, <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember that. Painting yeah. like one of your but French girls. She, apparently, she paints him naked, <laughs> but like they're talking about Titanic while it's happening. Well, oh they god. dated. They dated before he came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack was my love on the show. Yeah. I love Jack. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, he's so good looking. Yeah. Okay, I just had to ask that. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Joey says to Pacey, like, I expect, Joey says to Pacey, I expected you to at least say goodbye. And he says, you never asked me to stay. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is a continuing thread through the rest of this episode. Yep. So things are going on. They're getting ready for the wedding. They're doing rehearsal stuff. Dawson and Pacey, or I'm sorry, Dawson and uh, Joey argue. I well, guess. There, was, there was a really awkward moment at the wedding rehearsal when the parents leave and then Joey and Dawson are just left standing at the altar with the pastor. Yeah. Like there was like a very like scene. They're like, uh, this is awkward. I didn't notice that because I was like, it's not like teenagers would be thinking about marriage. 
they go through and it's like that that day it's it's the wedding rehearsal and but yeah but dawson tells joey like hey someone wants you to go downtown for something like someone's sending her on an errand right and she goes down and someone has graffitied the wall and i said i wonder who it was oh wait he's right there just casually drinking milk <laughs> i didn't catch the milk I didn't how milk. could you not? He has like a gallon of milk. Not a gallon. What's oh, the smaller one? It was one? a half gallon. Yeah, yes, half I do gallon. remember that. It was a half gallon. You're right. It was. I, for some reason, was thinking it was like water, you know, like muscle. No. But you're right. It was He's milk. just casually drinking a half gallon of milk. I thought that he had like gotten beat up or something because he has all this stuff all over his face that looks like cuts, but I think it was just pain Paint. because he has written on the wall, ask me to stay in red. But Joey is dumb as fuck. She can't understand what's going on there and needs him to explain it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and he says that he spent an hour and a half staring at the wall after they talked, and now it's her turn to do that. Dear Lord. So basically, he's putting the ball in her court. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. So then it's the wedding, and Pacey shows up as Dawson and Joey are walking back down the aisle after the ceremony. He's oh, first of all, the wedding, very 90s. Yeah. Everybody's in pastel. Yeah. Everybody's in spaghetti straps. <laughs> like kind of that silk, horrible fabric that looks terrible on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Pacey is wearing like his dad's suit. It's oh, yeah. very oversized. It's huge. <laughs> but, you know, they're all there. Joey is a mess. Like she doesn't know what to do. And there's so much tension. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And like she and Dawson are dancing. And I said, Dawson has perpetual confused guy look. So does Joey. Yeah. And like she's talking about how they have so much to do this summer, but she starts to like cry a little bit. Not really. Like she's not a great crier or something like that. Like it seemed like she was supposed to cry, but she couldn't really make it happen. Yeah. Because she has told Pacey that she doesn't know what to do for the decision. He's like, sounds like you made your decision. And he leaves. Right. He gets all pissed. Ugh. Then we reach the pinnacle of this show as far as I'm concerned. Well, the toast for the wedding. Right. Yeah, okay. He gives the toast. Yeah. Talks about forgiveness and all this. Joey realizes it relates to her bullshit. There's more sad bullshit music as they go to the dock. <laughs> and Dawson talks about how he like apparently kept her from going to Paris. And I said, what a D-bag. Last year you had the opportunity to go to Paris and study. Because of me, you didn't. Austin, that wasn't your fault. Yes, it was my fault, because I should have made you go. But I was selfish, and I didn't want you to go. I wanted you to stay here with me. And I refused to make that mistake again. Well, Dawson, I mean, what if it's my choice? I mean, what if I want to stay? Joey, come on. Even I can see it. Pacey's this year's Paris. And then he says another D-bag line, You're free. Like, was she a captive? He's like, you're free. Right. Go. And yeah, he's like, go before I change my mind. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, um, you're going to turn around and walk away from me, aren't you? Like, he says that to her. And I was like, guilt trip much? Right. Like, he also go. said, which is why you should turn around and go. He's the one who told her to do that. I know. But I, <laughs> but like, he like has these so many conflicting yes. messages. Like yeah. every other line is like. Guilt trip, but yes, I'm I'm letting you go. Like, yeah. So he he wants her to stay. He wants that to be her decision. 
but he has a hard time accepting the fact that that's not going to be her decision. Like he knows that's what she's going to do. He knows she's going to leave, but Uh. he's like, I don't know. One thing that I wrote was that even not having seen a lot of the show, it's clear that Dawson wants Joey to be this specific person, like the girl next door trope. He doesn't want her to grow. He doesn't want her to develop. He does. He wants to, you know, become this filmmaker. He wants to go on with his life. He wants to be big things. He just wants Joey there. He wants Joey as his best friend who is not allowed to be available to any other men. Yes. That's what he wants. Right. And then we get the cry. Yeah. (laughs) Because Joey does leave. And as as soon as she turns around... He makes that like crumpled cry face <laughs> that is in so every single meme and gif that you've ever seen. He said it was ad libbed. Oh, really? He said it was ad libbed because he was just feeling the emotion, and so he went with it. Oh. And I was like, "Fuck, man, that that's your real cry face." So, in the Entertainment Weekly like twentieth anniversary article that they did a couple months ago, there was like a video that went around with it with them interviewing everybody and Michelle Williams had never seen that gift like the the meme that oh, came from it before so like Busy Phillips is there like showing it to her and then they're like all laughing about it that's awesome as yeah. they should but yeah. actually um James Vanderbeek kind of came back from that and made a whole series of gifts that you can use in any situation there's like ones where he's like laughing ones where he's like scared like if you just search like James Vanderbeek gif, there's like a ton of them, and he just is going along with this. Thing. Oh, good! I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad he's a good sport. I yeah. like James Vanderbeek. I yeah. do too. Like, I don't. He's pretty self aware. Yeah, his looks like Dawson's Creek. I didn't like him, but now that he's older and done more things, and like I got to know him, kind of you know, like <clears throat> that he's willing to make fun of himself right. in that way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, he's a cool guy. Like yeah. him playing the parody of himself on. Uh, don't trust the B in yeah. apartment 13 is fucking hilarious. Apartment 23. I knew it was yeah. a three. <laughs> and he's also great in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back for yes. like the cameo. It's like, oh man, when you're on that show, did you ever get with Joey? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So we get that cry face and then... Joey is booking it down to Pacey's boat. Through the wedding party as they're leaving for their honeymoon. She, like, runs past the car. "Ah." Well, and also, she changes, though, because she's not in the dress anymore. She's wearing, like, a red shirt and And jeans. jeans. Yeah. Yeah, so, but she, when she comes down to the dock to find Pacey, she's running so hard. Yeah. Um, but Pacey wasn't there. He... They didn't show her rowing across the creek really hard. Like, <laughs> I wanted to see that. I like, gotta yeah. get there. I gotta get there. Uh, yeah. Pacey is ridiculous at all times as he just casually fucking walks up. He's like, hmm, sorry, you're too late. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving. You can't stop me. She's like, I don't want to stop you. That is what she says. Yeah. I don't want to stop you. And I don't want to stop Dawson. And I don't want to be stopped. And uh, so this, I think, kind of goes along with what I was saying before. Like, she wants to be with someone who's going to, like, you know, help her be a better person, help her grow, help her do all that stuff. And thinks that Pacey is that person as opposed to Dawson. Because Dawson definitely isn't that person. No. That's very clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, she tells him that she's in love with him and... All her feelings come out, and he tries to play it suave because he's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then she wants to go with him. And I said, so basically they're going on a sex cruise? Uh, <laughs> and I said, LOL, he makes her ask permission to come aboard. What a dickhead. 
Like that's such a d bag move. Right oh yeah, she bared her soul. And then they kiss. And yeah. then they kiss. But she doesn't bring anything with her. They're oh. going for three months. She has the clothes she's wearing. That's it. She's not. She doesn't have a purse. But at least they do make a joke about that. Like she's yeah. like clothes though. Yeah. They don't say anything about money, makeup, toothbrush. toothbrush Nothing. Nothing. That was my one thing. I was like, what about a toothbrush? Like that was... What happens when her sister finds out what she did? And I was also like, okay, right now they're kind of like at the height of their attraction to each other a little bit, right? They're just about to like start this relationship. She's going to be looking pretty gross after a couple days. Oh, yeah. And they're together for three months. Like, and just imagine like sea salt in your hair, yeah. like uh, what that does to your hair and like yeah. your skin and like. There is no space there. And she has no makeup. She's yeah. going to have like mascara, like smeared on her face. And then uh, like, well, she doesn't wear makeup. Remember? She's oh, naturally well, this is beautiful. two seasons later. Oh, she might two seasons later. Well, she was just at a wedding. So she probably right. has wedding makeup. So. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yep. Anyway. So no I basically said, oh, one other thing is that they also left at sunset. Not a good idea. These 17 year olds going to go sail to fucking Key West at Casey's sunset. Casey's an expert. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Casey. God. All right. <laughs> so I think we covered the most 90s thing at the beginning of this one, right? So you said the... Henry. Henry, just in general. Just Henry. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say his extremely baggy jean shorts. So, yeah. 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 Henry was definitely the most 90s for sure. All right. I also think um, the Jack scene where Jack kissing Ethan is definitely like hot at the moment. You know, I think that that was very talked about in a big 90s moment. Yeah. Like not necessarily a, a quintessential 90s scene, but just a moment in the 90s, that scene itself. Well, it was in the 2000s, but... Oh, right. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Because <laughs> what year was this? This was 2000. This was 2000. May 2000. 2000. Okay. Yeah, so I guess when I said 90s thing, yeah. I meant year 2000. Right. But the 2000 is basically 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, ratings. What, are, what do you even say about this that we <laughs> didn't just say? So many jorts, so many baggy everything, so many... Teenage decisions that will probably last like three months and then <laughs> go away. Uh, I didn't like this one as much as the pilot. I thought the pilot was great in terms of setting up the show and all of that and ridiculous in every way that I already said before. So I'm going to give this one three jean jorts. Wait, I don't think you have to say jean jorts. No. doesn't matter. <laughs> three jean jorts out of five. Nice. You want to go? Sure. Um, I picked this episode for you guys to watch because I remember this episode being when Pacey and Joey finally get together. And I remember just all the like love triangles that were like happening at the time. <laughs> I feel like this was like the height of like when everybody had a crush on everybody else and all this stuff. I would give this episode probably maybe like three and a half or four corks, you know, corks. Cause you know, I like wine. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like this one actually a little bit more than the other one, than the pilot. And a lot of that has to do with Jack. The few episodes mm -hmm. that I have seen, I do remember Jack. Um, I mean, I remember Andy, too. I also remember not liking her. Right. <laughs> like you did. Um, and also, I think it was good to talk about this episode with the, you know, first gay 
male kiss. Passion. On, I, I looked at it was first romantic. Romantic. Kiss. Yeah. Romantic. Yeah. Because yeah, Will and Jack was just kind of a friend. Because they like, were never romantic. Yeah. It no. Was, yeah. yeah. It was on the Today Show, and they were just like kissing like a peck. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. It was like a stunt. So I like that, and then I actually. Of all of the stuff, I really liked the Jack and Jen stuff the best. I mean, Henry and Jen, that was just kind of entertaining, even though I didn't know anything about them. But I like We have Grams. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the stuff with Grams. Um, And then the whole, like, love triangle, this was a perfect example of that, which is what people remember about Dawson's Creek. Mm -hmm. The Pacey, Dawson, Joey love triangle. Like, even in the Mm -hmm. series finale they were still talking about this love triangle. She still had to choose somebody. And she ended up picking Pacey, right? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure she picked she Pacey. She picks Pacey. I looked okay. that part up. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad you guys do research. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was not invested in the love triangle at all. Did not give a shit. Yeah, so I'm going to give this episode three and a half Dawson crying gifts out of five. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Perfect. So Drew just had to leave because he had a hard cutoff, but Joby and I will finish up here. Yes. (laughs) Um, So a few things about what the actors did after Dawson's Creek. One of them definitely did more than the others. (laughs) So James Vanderbeek, he mostly has done TV. So like we mentioned, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which was the TV show with Kristen Ritter. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, which I never really saw. I never saw it, but I, yes. That's but cool. he played himself on that show. He did? That's awesome. Yeah, he played, like, a spoof of himself a little bit, I think. I've seen, like, a little clip of him on there, but I haven't, like, actually watched the show. Was he, like, a main character, or was it just, like... I think so, okay. because he was in several episodes. Awesome. He was in 26 episodes. Oh, okay. So, wow. yeah. I don't know how many seasons it was, but yeah, I think he was kind of a main person on that. Okay. I don't know the context of who he was other than that, like if he was a neighbor or whatever, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And then he was in a show called Friends with Better Lives, and then one that was called What Would Diplo Do? And he played Diplo, the like DJ. Either of those. Yeah, no, I haven't heard of him either, but it's entertaining to me the fact that he played Diplo. Diplo. The DJ. Do you know who he is? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just, like, somebody who is semi-famous as, like, a DJ right now. He's huh. a real person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and I guess right now he's on a, like, cartoon voicing a character on Vampirina, which wow. <laughs> also has Lauren Graham in it. It sounds like his career has really skyrocketed. Yeah, but most importantly, he played Simon on How I Met Your Mother, who was... Robin's ex-boyfriend. How many episodes? Like three. Okay. Something like that. Three or four. Um, He plays a guy who like lets himself go, but Robin still like thinks he's hot because of who he was before. So yeah. All right. (laughs) And then for Joshua Jackson, I only wrote down Fringe, which I watched a ton of when that was on. I watched I watched a couple episodes of that, but yeah, that's the only thing I know he's done. What was the other thing? Has he done the other else? thing? He's currently on something called The Affair. As far as I can tell, it's a current show. Oh, okay. And then you know there were a handful of other things that I hadn't really heard of, so I didn't write them down. Katie Holmes, she was in Batman Begins, and then two miniseries about the Kennedys, oh. where she played Jackie Kennedy in both of them. 
She was also in How I Met Your Mother as Naomi, who was the slutty pumpkin. But I'm guessing you haven't seen How I Met no, Your Mother. No, <laughs> I have not seen How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah, it was like this character who she was like dressed as a pumpkin, but Ted like didn't get her number or he did get her number, but lost it. And then he spent like the next several years trying to find her and eventually does find her again. And their relationship just like doesn't work. Like they're very awkward together and they uh-huh. don't know how to be a couple. Well, yeah. I mean, if you like any woman in a Halloween costume is always a slutty, you're a slutty <laughs> vampire, you're a slutty this bumblebee, was, you're a slutty pumpkin. Yeah. This was a pumpkin with strategically cut out holes. Oh, yeah. Very slutty pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Got yeah. it. <laughs> and then um, currently she's in Ocean's 8, which comes out pretty soon. And then we have Michelle Williams, who is not even arguably the best thing to come from Dawson's Creek, but like legitimately. So for everybody else, I only wrote down like, you know, four or five things. Uh I wrote down four things that she has been nominated for an Academy Award. Right. (laughs) So she was nominated for Brokeback Mountain, Blue Valentine, My Week with Marilyn, and Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. And then she is playing Janis Joplin in the forthcoming movie about her life. So that might be another Academy Award nominated movie. That's exciting. Yeah. And then I also just really like her for her friendship with Busy Phillips. I think that they're awesome as friends. And I follow Busy Phillips on Instagram. Uh Uh-huh. And she just recently had like a sinus surgery. And Michelle Williams sent her a life-size cardboard cutout of herself so that she wouldn't be like alone oh that's so cute (laughs) and then like busy's kids like keep moving it in the house to like scare her that's hilarious i (laughs) love that yeah but like busy was the one who was with michelle williams like after heath ledger died right and like helping her get through that and with her daughter and stuff like that but yeah michelle williams is great she's been in a lot i mean broke back like you said broke back mountain um before drew left he did mention that katie holmes was the only person that was in every single Dawson's Creek episode, which is interesting. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I thought for sure Dawson would be in all of them, but... I mean, it's his creek. Yeah, (laughs) it's the show named after him, but... Yeah, I think the episode that everybody else isn't in is where she's, like, attacked or something like that. Yeah, I think she gets mugged or something. And then the other thing that Drew wanted us to talk about was... Drinking games! Yeah, (laughs) There is a Dawson's Creek drinking game that he indicated would get anybody super, super drunk. Um, Here it is. So it's like, take a sip if the inside of Dawson's room is shown. Take a sip if Dawson and Joey lay or sit on Dawson's bed. He mentions Steven Spielberg. They watch a movie together. Joey climbs through the window. And then, like, one's for take a gulp if any main character uses a big word like pontificating or verbiage. Um, there was one that I was like, oh God, if we were doing this during the pilot episode, we would all have been wasted. Um, oh, Dawson wears khakis. Joey wears a tiny tank top or those cream canvas shoes with the brown stripes. Pacey wears a weird shirt or Jen wears a slutty outfit. Yeah. Jen does wear some, some outfits that are more revealing. I think (laughs) in general for teenagers nowadays, or even then, I don't necessarily think they were super slutty, but like compared to the other characters on the show. <laughs> right. Like, 
But there was so much khaki in that pilot oh, episode. Oh, there was so much khaki. You're if you right. were, we if you were been... taking a gulp, then it'd be over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even in the wedding episode, because I think everybody at the wedding was wearing khakis. Yeah. Like, nobody was wearing, like, blue pant- navy pants or black pants. They were all wearing khakis. In the second episode that we watched, when I saw Dawson wearing jeans, I was like, oh my gosh, she wears something other than khakis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Um, That's pretty funny. We'll link this website on our show notes so everybody can see it and get drunk if they want to. Fantastic. <laughs> I like getting drunk. Oh, this was drink everything in sight if Tamara shows up. Oh. So. Season one, yeah. you are plastered. Even the first episode. She's oh, in yeah. there at least three times. Oh, yeah. Four times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we need more wine, Katie. <laughs> um, so the last thing that I have, I don't know if you have anything else. I have nothing else. I okay. did start watching the next episode just because it automatically started playing. Yeah. And it was when um, Pacey and Joey come back and everybody's asking Joey if they had sex. And she's <laughs> like, no. Like, or she didn't want to tell anybody. Like, yeah. She wanted to be very personal. And Jen is like, well, everybody's going to be asking. And it's like, well, yeah, you're asking. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I read something that said that their trip to the Keys was very tame. Ah. Uh-huh. So the last thing that I have is Fuck, Mary Kill. I don't know. You don't know what Fuck, Mary Kill is? I don't think so. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so we'll have three characters. And oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Sorry. I know it as uh, Bedhead Wed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Got okay. it. Okay, yes. Well, we call it Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. Hmm. So we're going to do the guys and then the girls. Oh, Okay. So, to start off with, we'll do Dawson, Pacey, Jack. Oh, that's so easy. (laughs) I would um, kill Dawson. I would um, fuck Pacey and marry Jack. I am the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Jack seems like a really good guy. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah, he's gay. But, you know, for the purposes of this. For the purpose of marriage. Yeah. You know, you want somebody you can get along with long term. Right. Regardless if you get along with them in the bedroom or not. Like, <laughs> I want somebody who's not going to piss me off every two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson, I just can't handle him. No. Mm-mm. I The he's, way he talks and the way he acts, he's such a little whiner. He's whiny. He's very selfish. Yeah. He's very entitled. Yeah. You know, the way he feels ownership of Joey really bothers me. Like, right. Yeah, his character really bothers me. And then I don't know enough about Pacey to know whether he would be good for the Mary aspect or not. But just from the limited aspects that I've seen, I'm going to say no and yeah. say that Jack is a little bit higher. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think Pacey would be more fun in bed, too. You know, he's had some experience <laughs> with Tamara, you know. like. <laughs> yep. So, anyways. And then we have Joey, Jen, and Andy. Okay, kill Andy. Yeah, agreed. Kill Andy for sure. Um, I would probably marry Jen. I feel like I could get along better with Jen long term. So, and then, you know, he's cute. Sure. Joey? Joey's cute. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Wine. Yeah, Joey's cute. I'll fuck Joey and marry Jen. Yeah, I'm kind of flip-flopping on Jen and Joey. I definitely agree about Andy. Um, the main reason why I would say probably marry Joey over Jen is that I think Joey is a little bit more boring. So that might be better for like the marriage aspect where you're like getting along with somebody Uh rather than the 
just one time situation. I see that. I yeah. feel like Jen would probably bring more to the table. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess my personality, I kind of get along better with people who are a little bit more, oh, okay, have yeah. a little bit more fire in them. Yeah. I would get very bored long term. <laughs> Got it. With Joey. So yeah. I think that's my... Yeah. I almost said the same thing, but then I kind of changed it at the last second. Yeah. I, I could go either way. That was a harder <laughs> one for me, but yeah. yeah. I think I would get along more long-term with Jen than Joey. And before Drew left, before you even got here, Drew had said that he would fuck Mary and kill Joey. Okay. <laughs> so, complicated relationship. Very there. complicated. <laughs> but that is all that we have, I think. Great. Um, well, this was fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for coming. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just reminding people that Joby also has a podcast, Wines yes. and Headlines. Check us out. We are currently taking a hiatus for some um, family issues, but we will be returning for what we are going to coin as season two very soon. Nice. So, um, so yeah. Check us out, Wines and Headlines. We're on all the social media, but we don't check it very often. Yeah, but, but you're also there. on all of the podcast Yes, platforms. all the podcast stuff. So we, our podcast, usually we do our podcast every two weeks. Yeah. So um, once we start again, we'll get into that pattern. So yeah. you can look for us on any, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. And my dad loved his shout out on the episode where you drank the wine that he gave him. Oh yeah. Where you get, he, uh, he provided us with the wine. Yeah. As long as I said, Uncle Steve gave us the wine, like Six I, times I think I something. had to say it three times, but I said it like 10. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Uncle Steve, like every yeah. two seconds. So yeah. anyways, yeah. And my sister Stephanie and I, we got together to listen to that episode and drink the same wine. And I'm hoping to have you on sometime soon. So nice. Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. So next week, Drew and I will be talking about Full House, finally getting to that show. It's a lot. It's a pretty long show. It was eight seasons, and it's so well known that... You know, we had to put it off for a little bit while we get our bearings with this whole podcast thing. But the episodes that we're going to talk about are season three's Honey, I Broke the House and season five's Sisters in Crime. So we'll also post those on social media if you want to watch along. They're all on Hulu. So, yeah. Awesome. And until next Friday. Bye. Bye.